welcome world to uh, podcast number three. We actually made it. This is exciting. Bob, you know we're getting big when we got the ladies after us. We're, we're, we are an international sensation. International. <laughs> international. We have some Canadians. We have uh, at least one Canadian listener. So the last time I checked, uh, 5% of our listening base <laughs> is from Canada. Do they, do they go by Canucks or is it Canadian? Okay. But we can speak their language. We can just say, oh, hey, hey there, Canada, hey. What exactly is a Canuck? I don't even know. Uh, I thought it was a derogatory Canadian term. But there's a hockey team named after it. Right. This is true. Well, yeah. there's also ball teams in the U.S. that have slightly derogatory names as well. So, I don't know. What the, well, Like what? Redskins. They're no longer the Redskins. Right, that's They're true. the Washington football team, which is an even more is derogatory weird. term. <laughs> which is so right. strange sounding. So, yeah, here's our audience demographics. It's uh, 96% in the U.S. of A. And then 4% in Canada. Uh, all of our listeners are between the ages of 28 and 44. And currently they are 100% male. <laughs> <laughs> so, so your whole idea about bringing in a lady. Right, maybe yes. we'll diversify a little bit. We do. We need, we need, we need a, you know, a female point of view, which is... Which was the plan all along was to have female guests because, you know, there's just, between Mike and I, there's just, there's too much testosterone here. It is. I mean, real and synthetic. I mean, the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got all the real tea. He's got the synthetic tea. Oh, I got tea. pellet shots. I got everything that they offer, man. Oh, Pumped really? Up. Oh, yeah. I don't think a lot of people know about that in a demographic of 28 to 40 years old. We could probably have a different podcast okay. on that. On, okay. on, the, on the tea treatment, oh, huh? Ooh. Right. Yeah. Like, I think I've got too much Entirely I'm just about right. They I'm, say when you work out a lot, it can. But away. I mean, all I do is run. But I mean, that's like I'm serious. Like, <laughs> you're just excited the, for life. Yeah, Bridget's got to beat me off with a stick. <laughs> like, she, you like it that rough, huh? Well, before we go any further, as you know, I'm uh, Mike, aka Mower Mike, on Mower Mike's Garage. We've got Dr. Bob over here, and we've got our uh, special guest here, Meredith, who happens to be my lovely wife. Hi, so how are y'all doing? She has had some uh, views on the podcast, and I'm looking forward to it. Okay. She's the brains behind the operation. Yeah, a lot of people say there's a better half, I'm the better three quarters. But a bunch. Well, Enough, but it bumps. <laughs> well, Dr. Bob, how's your week been? Um, good. Good? It was good until earlier today. Uh, you know, today was a rough, a rough day. It started off great. I woke up about 6.30 and, um, you know, fed the animals, fed the dog, fed the horses and the cats and went for my run. You know, I was talking to you when you invited me to go to church. I was talking to you right, that was right before I went for my run. Went for my run, got done, felt great, got back just in time for the Texas Tech football game. <laughs> and just in time to once again yeah. have just the spirit beaten out of me, you know. And, uh, you know, when we were down 14-7, to 7, I was like, you know what? All we got, all we need is just a stop. One defensive stop and we're, like, we're good. Mm -hmm. And that one defensive stop never came. It never happened. Did they stop any the whole game? I don't know. I stopped watching it in the third quarter. Like I was like, maybe we can do something in the second half and, and like at least make a good showing. No. Like about four minutes in the second half, I was like, I'm done. For those of you who don't know, uh, Texas Tech 
our alma mater. How do you say that? All alma mater. Alma mater, where all three of us actually met. Yes. Yep. Uh, lost today in the game of football by 70 to 35, which is pretty impressive as far as. For a as basketball a, score. Yeah, score yeah. count. <laughs> <laughs> they were running that ball all over. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't yeah. sound like there was much defense on either side of the ball. Uh, there was plenty of defense on. on um, on Texas side, yeah. like you know, we started putting up points on the board when they put their, you know, when they put their D team <laughs> the in. The water boy. Yeah. <laughs> the D team was like, "Hey, coach, can I play?" And yeah. he's like, "Why, sure, son. Sure. Go on in there." Yeah. And uh, well. that's that's when we started putting points on the board. Uh, but you know, I was excited because like you know the commentators before the game were really like hyping up the tech defense, and I was just like, "Man, if the I hope these guys are right." Yeah. I really do because I've watched all the tech games up to now, and the defense looked looked good. You know, looked really good. Guys are flying all over the place, making tackles, but not today. Hmm. Nope, 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 nope. Well, Bob, Texas Tech football is over for me back in whenever whatever year it was when we stopped playing A and M. Two thousand. Yeah, yeah. Once those hey, Aggies wimped out because we beat up on them so bad, both in football <laughs> and through fights. Um, it was just over for me. The, the, yeah. The blue well, was off. you know, you you have a special you have a special place in that history. <laughs> so if you guys don't know, um, okay, and you can look this up on YouTube because I actually looked this up the other day, but you'll only find the video. It's been completely stricken from the record. Yeah. The only place you can find the video is on Reddit. In one place, I did some serious research to find this video. Really? I yeah. did. I did. Yeah, year 2000, right? Uh, it was 2003. Three. 2003. So we beat Texas A&M like, like redheaded stepchildren. And <laughs> the goalposts got torn down, and the Tech students were carrying the goalposts, and they wanted to run it up the stands where the, a bunch of Aggie fans were sitting. Well, a fight breaks out. And uh, if you watch the video, it's 2003 Texas Tech versus uh, Texas A&M in Lubbock. The title of the video is Classless Clowns. Okay, that's the title of the video. You can look this up, and you'll see some guy. There's a fight ensuing on the goalpost, and you'll see some guy fly in from the right side of the video and just waylay somebody. That's that guy. Well, now that we're uh, out in the open and public some 20 years later, I want to clarify what happened. Okay, let's talk, because, yes, because the guy that posted the video... And called everybody classless clowns. You know, he can he can eat a dick. You know, I've never I've always hidden this yeah. from my past due to all sorts of issues. Uh, I, they actually had my my face on the front page of the mm-hmm. Lubbock newspapers, and but it was painted, so you were okay. <laughs> right. So what happened is we we uh, every time Tech would win, we go down and tear down the goalposts because that's what you do out in West Texas, and we were carrying it and we we're going to push it up into the Aggie fan base. But the Aggies, because there's some militaristic mindset, thought they had to protect the stands, like it was the Alamo. So they lined up a defensive line across the top of the stands. And as we tried to climb up into our own stands in Lubbock, Texas, mm. the Aggies were actually trying to push people over the sides head first down 15, 20 foot. It's mm-hmm. a big drop. Huge drop. And I saw you know, my uh, roommate at the time, Brandon, hanging upside down by his ankles by some Aggie pigs trying to drop him down to, you know, it could be it been his death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I did a 50-yard sprint and just, I just yeah, ran I, as fast you, as I could in there. You, you, had, you had four four speed that day. 
<laughs> I mean, on the video, it's lightning fast. Yeah. Oh, man, they got some great pictures. So It was lightning fast on the video. There was a lot of controversy in that. And uh, me and my, all my buddies, we went and turned ourselves in. Mm-hmm. And they, what did they do? They gave us probation for a year. But what was interesting, even the president of Texas Tech, they, they hated the Aggies at the time. Oh, I bet he was just... Like, hey man, yeah, look, boys, we're getting, we got okay. to do something. <laughs> but I just want to let you know that whatever you need, you just let it. You just call me. They call it me. probation, but we can still go to the games. I don't know what a, what exactly. I think they just made it up just to make us. You weren't troublemakers. Yeah. If you had been troublemakers, you would have gotten in trouble again. But that was. And then the guy, thing that ever happened. the guy at the time, who was it? He was like the lieutenant governor of Texas, right. and his yes. son was playing football. For A and M, and he's the one who like was like punching. He's the one who was punching Brandon, and then somebody was punching him, and it turned out that person punching him was an Aggie. Was an Aggie who was angry at him because during the whole game he had his binoculars and he was holding them up and standing in front of this guy, and the guy was like, "Could you sit down? Could you?" They'd already had words, which is stupid, the whole time because the guy was sitting on the front row. Yes, he doesn't need binoculars. He's on the front row. It was outrageous. Yeah. That, you know what's funny about that? You think about that, it was 2004, and there was one or two videos of that because camera phones were just out at the time. Mm-hmm. And you could right. take little 30-second clips or so. But ne- if that happened now, oh, oh that'd gosh. be everywhere. It'd be oh. YouTube sensation. Oh, you would yeah. be, be so ill. No, you'd be, you'd, be, you'd be Facebook famous. Yeah. Brandon would have yeah. been on yeah. his phone looking up going, these guys are holding me by my yeah. feet. You that would have been, the, that was awesome. Like, yeah. That so was my uh, moment of celebrity. You know, that was a big deal. <laughs> you know, I got a standing ovation in the fraternity house yeah. after that. Yeah. That was, hey man, you know, that, that was inspirational. That was an inspirational moment. And a lot of people like, that from Texas Tech don't know that that was you. Yep. And like, I've never really, I've never told them. It's always been a secret. I haven't yeah. told anybody at work, but anybody who watches this, all 20 people, <laughs> they're yeah. going to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like you know, I have friends who talk about that all the time. You're like, remember when that guy was like the lieutenant governor and he got in a fight in the stands? I'm like, yep, I sure do, <laughs> but I don't say anything. You know? But your face, that. you look like a painted up Aztec warrior man <laughs> on the front page of the Lubbock News. Yeah, I was about two twenty, eating about ten pounds of chicken a day. I was, <laughs> I was feeling my Wheaties back then. Oh man, but that was, I mean, hey, that was good stuff. That was good stuff. It was a good time. Well. You know, what can you do? That was back in the Mike Leach days of Texas yes. Tech football. Where, you know, Glory we days. We can't even talk about that. You know, he never had a losing season at Tech. Mm-hmm. Really? Never had a losing season. You know what we haven't had in seven or eight years at Texas Tech? A winning season. Yeah. Some teams have a rebuilding year. We're having a rebuilding decade. decade. <laughs> it's terrible. Leach was awesome. He was fun. He was cool. Yeah. He was fun to hang out with. Like, I would run into him at the bar every now and then. There, really? I could tell you the name of it now because it's closed. But uh, it was the Poor House over there on. Ooh, drank on, some beer there. Oh, yeah. yeah and it was across the street from the stadium. And that's where Leach would go after he would get done. Okay. And he would just hang out. Which is so cool. Yeah. And he would hang out and, like, BS with people and just, yeah. like, chill out. And he was cool as hell. And, you know, he's a rugby player. Really? He played rugby at BYU. He never played football. He played rugby. Huh. Yeah. And he would talk about it. He loved talking about rugby. If it wasn't for that Lubbock mafia they got going. If anybody doesn't know anything about Lubbock, it's a very odd town. It's run by very small groups of people who think they're very powerful, West Texas powerful. And so they've got a weird mindset. And I never quite understood it, but it's a power-hungry area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Which makes no sense because, like, outside of Lubbock, they're they're nobody. They're nobody. Yeah. They're nobody. And there's a lot of shady <laughs> stuff that goes on there. But let's not get too deep into that. Right. Yeah. yeah just understand that I'm upset about Lubbock, and I'm upset about Texas Tech football. Yeah. And I have been since 1998, pretty much, with the exception of two years, uh, 2008 and. Oh, that year we beat yeah. up uh, UT. Two thousand eight, so where we beat UT. Undefeated we got, season. Yeah. Well, we went twelve and two. UT was undefeated. Though. Yeah. yeah, we lost to OU the week after we beat UT. I was at the UT game, mm-hmm. and then the next week I was hunting with my buddy Ryan down in Corpus. So we went hunting, and then we're just running around trying to find a bar that's got the Tech game on, and we find you know, and we're just heartbroken the yeah. whole time because we were like ranked number two in the nation yes. at the time. Right. I remember that. So we lose that game, end up 12-1 and one on the season, and then we lost the bowl game. I can't remember to who. And, you know, that was it. Yeah. I just remember that one year when UT was undefeated to the very end, and then we came in and beat them back in 05, 06. Remember mm-hmm. that? Something like that, yeah. We had the reception. We had many, a many of, of like, seasons where we were just giant killers. Yeah. That's Major what we were like centers. notorious for was like being yeah. giant killers. Yeah, we lose everything besides. There were one huge signs on college yeah. game day that would say "Upset lives here," and you know we were so proud of it. Yeah, <laughs> bring down the giants. Um, I miss those days. Yes. I just missed uh, you know winning season. Yeah, that'd be pretty. Hey great. Bob, but you know what? We're all still together. That's yeah. right. Here know. we are. Kumbaya. Memories, memories. <laughs> so Bob's pissed off about Texas Tech. Nothing new there. <laughs> Meredith, how's your uh, week been? Uh, my week has been good. It's been pretty typical. Just um, I'm working from home now, so doing a lot of uh, sitting on a laptop and working. Um, I do a job where I organize a lot of things and plan things, so um, which I enjoy, which is fun. And I have a couple of upcoming trips, so I love to travel. So it's always fun to get to look into some of those things and, and dream and plan about something fun, non-work related. So been good. Um, just today, I actually sold uh, my first piece of refurbished furniture. Um, so I've been getting into that just to kind of have an artistic outlet. Um, so it was pretty cool. Had someone that came by and actually appreciated what I had done with this hutch. Um, kind of brought it back from 70s lacquer hell. And uh, so it was good. It was a good day. Made a little little money. I tell you what, this hutch she got, when she got it, it looked like it had a, a group of rats went through yeah. it, ate the wood, it, it was, was falling rough. apart, it was held together by termites, and Meredith went through and slapped it back together. Mm-hmm. I made it look pretty dang good. Yeah. A lot of wood glue in that sucker, I bet. Yeah, there's a lot of wood glue. And <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't drop it. Hopefully this bite is not watching. It, uh, <laughs> I put it together right. Um, I reinforced corners and things like that that were needed. Um, Michael really enjoyed watching me um, sand furniture outside with, you know, a, a mask on and everything. You wear a mask when you sand stuff? Well, it was a lot of sanding. And this stuff smelled like mothballs and that. shag carpet. It yeah, was straight out of the 70s. It smelled I, bad. I refinished a, uh, an old dresser that we had at the ranch, like, probably... You had rat's nests living in it, and I just sanded it. I didn't care. I'm like, yeah. whatever. I just sanded it down. I don't think – I don't. I guess I didn't show it to you last time you were over at the house, but, like, I sanded it down and then refinished it and put some nice stain on it mm-hmm. and polyurethane. It looks it's awesome. It's amazing how good yeah. they can look. It's, it's amazing, yeah. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, so. you have to wear something. Um, the first day I did it, 
I went and was washing my face and found like red varnish in my nose. Oh, that's like, oh, the, that's, that's my that favorite part. Cannot be safe. That's my favorite part. That's your favorite. That's thing. why I don't. Yeah. That's why I don't wear a mask when I mow. Okay. I like I like getting getting it all up in there, and <laughs> getting everything out. It was all sexy to me. I mean, she had the big old thing on and just you know. Rubbing, yeah, wax on, yeah. I think I look like a minion, um, because I've got little gloves and goggles and like overalls on, and he's like, Yeah, I like that. (laughs) You redneck, you. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, I had an exciting day there, uh, ladies and gents. Yeah, we had our first engine fire here at Mower Mike's Garage. Yeah, yeah, is it that one? No, it's outside outside. still. Still steaming off. Oh, that thing out there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what happened was uh, we had a slight gas leak on the carburetor. and um, Were you smoking? No. (laughs) No. And the head gaskets are blown. So it's shooting gas out, and the head gaskets are blown, which means it's shooting oil out through the head gaskets. But it still runs, and it creates a big cloud of white smoke. So for Mower Mike's Garage, I want to do a video on head gasket changing. But before I did that, I wanted to show the current status of what a bad head gasket looks like. Yeah. So I had it throttled all the way up, cranked up, and I just let it heat up where it just got puffing more and more and more and more smoke. I was like, okay, we're at a good smoke point right now. So I had to run inside and get my camera lady who uh, is sitting right here, and I left it running. And what I'd forgotten was I put a shop towel next to clean off the old oil, and it was sitting on the exhaust. And so when I came out, the dang thing was on fire. And it was spewing oil and gas everywhere. And it was flames licking up back behind it, where it was, it was getting a little hairy. So I, I turned it off real quick, and at Mower Mike's Garage, I keep a fire extinguisher very handy. So I grabbed it and, and put it out. But boy, it, it, it got a little hairy. And my father was here. And you know what's the funniest thing about this whole situation? Oh, Meredith's videoing. I grabbed the camera and not the fire extinguisher and started. Of course, Meredith's videoing, which as she should. Yeah. You know, my dad in the background saying, I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. Like my dad knows, a freaking mower is going to catch on fire. You know, I mean, it's a typical dad thing, he would say. Super dad move. Uh, you know, and I'm about to blow up the whole freaking lawnmower, catch the whole yard on fire, and he's sitting there just had to say, "I told you so." You sound a little, uh, sound a little salty about that. <laughs> I'm a little, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I can, I can tense some, sense some tension. There's like yeah. a bead of sweat on your forehead right now. Yeah, he did tell me it's smoking a little much, and I shouldn't let it run like that. And then I gassed it full throttle. Oh, uh, okay. And then well. I left. Yeah, he well, said, he said Dad, lady. please mm-hmm. watch this. I'm going to go get the camera watch lady. This. And we went back in the backyard and just boilings, white smoke everywhere, flames. Michael runs off, and I grabbed the phone to rescue you from yourself. I feel bad but about did you, that. But did you get a good video? I got the oh. last little bit of the video. So I'm well. sure you'll have a nice outtake or something, or maybe you'll put it on. Oh, it'll be on the uh, head gasket video. We actually have flames wickering out, and I've got me putting it out, and my father in the background. Yelling. I told you. No. Yelling nice. at me. Actually. Nice. I like it. I like it. So I think that's going to be a good, a good one. Video. Yeah. yeah. So no, nothing got – I'm always scared of fire, especially with all the gas and leaky old motors i got around here. And that's the first one. Mm-hmm. So as a reminder, any good redneck needs a fire extinguisher. Yes. Close hand. I knew exactly where mine was at. Grabbed it. 
Hit it. And one that is not expired because they do expire, and when they expire, they don't work. Yep. Yep. In theory. In theory, yeah. yes. I've so. used expired fire extinguishers. I'm not saying, like, not to. Yeah, check it. I'm just saying, you know, yeah. I've used them. Probably be a good idea. I've got one in the Ford. Yes. That's good. That thing will blow up any What? It's now. a diesel. Diesel doesn't even explode. That thing's awesome. That thing is awesome. I mean, it's got a little bit of a diesel leak, but it's fine. It's cool. You know. <laughs> it gives you a little trail. As long as, yeah, as long as you're not, like, you know, driving through an active fire, you should be okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, it should be fine. Bob, I got a question for you. I got an answer. What does a redneck like more than anything? Uh, well... There's so many things. I would say trucks, women, and critters. Oh. I'm going to have to. Those are all good things. Okay. But there's one thing that comes above all those. Whiskey? No. Oh, okay. It's finding free shit on the side of the road. Oh, finding free stuff on the side of the road. Look at that. Look what I found today on the side of the road. Are you sure someone like didn't just like leave it there for a minute and they were coming back to get it? Oh no, I'm sure. It has so what this is, Bob. Oh, okay. This is a Poulon chainsaw. No uh, way. Which is pretty much the biggest piece of junk brand there is for chainsaws. I've had one. Yeah, I've had one. They're just junk. I thought it was pronounced Poland. It's Poulon. I like the way you say it. It sounds derogatory. I've always said Poulon. 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 I had a lawnmower, a Poulon. That's my first lawnmower. Made of Poulon. My first chainsaw was a Poulon, (laughs) eighteen inch. Right. And this is probably a 1996 model, so it's probably even worse than mm-hmm. the current ones. Okay, okay. Um, but it's free, and, you know, you get excited about free stuff, especially with the blade. It came with you a new blade. You get excited mm. about free stuff. Michael really likes to stop and pick things up on the side of the So road. does it work? I haven't tried. But it did come with a carburetor kit and the free box. <laughs> really? And an extra carburetor and a new chain. So somebody was just like, you know what? I've had enough of this damn thing. And they yeah. just got with it. Threw it off the side of the road, and then here you come and pick it up. You know, I'm not good at two strokes, Bob. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to try to get this thing running. Yeah. If I can, I'm going to start a new two-stroke video series. (laughs) If I can't, you know, whatever. So I had a, you know, issue with my weed eater. That's a two-stroke. And, like, I'll be honest with you. I took the carburetor out, and I just gave it a gas bath and blew some air through it. And it just, it fired right up. Really? Yeah. So may want to. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know what's wrong with it, but if you know, it seems like maybe something with a carburetor. That's all I had to do. Hmm. Taking some of that ethanol gasoline because <laughs> ethanol is a more effective solvent of oils and dirt than regular gasoline. And since it's two-stroke and you're using a mixture, some of that oil may have like gotten built up in the carburetor, or maybe there's so. a little dirt, so it gets just a little bit of ethanol gas and give it a gas bath, blow it out with an air compressor. I'll try to see what happens. On see what happens. Yeah. And then last week I got that bandsaw on the side of the road too. Yeah. <laughs> Does that work? It turned uh, not really, but <laughs> I'm finding a lot of free stuff on the side of the road. Well, that's that's. Wow. Hey, you know nothing else. You could sell it. Yeah. But you know, Bob, I found something else free on the side of the road. Oh no. It's gonna it's be a for gift me? to you. Oh. I haven't shown now. World, Bob has not seen this. I found this about three hours ago. Uh, I'm, I don't I'm think scared. I've seen this either. You should be I'm scared. afraid. I'm afraid for you. Look at that. Whoa. What in the oh, shit is that? that? Is that a bread cutter? What is it? I wasn't sure what Michael it is. Michael asked me 
what I thought it was. Oh, this is for like chopping onions. No, I can use onions? this, dude. This is the shizness. Weighs like twenty pounds. Or like French fries. Yeah, yeah. you just put a potato in there and then it's a little grease. So for doesn't even need any grease. See the video. Um, this is a lever action um, tabletop. Son. Look at that. Um, Kind of looks like something you would see in a deli for like cutting meat, except it's a press, and so it's got holes where you would screw it down onto a tabletop um, and chop a lot Dude, of onions I, or make a lot of French fries. I think I like this. Thank you, Mower Mike. That's you're welcome. No, I was really kind of like, great. What's he gonna what give is me? It's gonna that be a piece really of junk. Cool this thing is like a, this is an antique, man. Oh, yeah. that thing's from the '60s. I'm sure <laughs> this thing is awesome. No, I would. I'll you know. Put an onion in that. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Put an onion. Put a potato. Uh, dude, Anything whatever you, you whatever you want. Yeah. Like that's that. you know just not don't put your finger in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Yeah. You could weld that to the side of your grill rig and have. No, it. I would not. I would no. This is cast iron. This oh, is old school, mind. man. I will. I mean, you can weld cast iron, but this is. That's handle on that thing. Nice. You can put some leverage in that dude. Yeah. This is this is really nice. I thank you, man. Oh, you're welcome. Found cool. on the side yeah. of the road. One man's wow. trash is another man's yeah. treasure. Shoot, yeah. I like it. <laughs> that, thing weighs, that thing weighs 20 pounds. Yeah. Wow. That's no joke. Made in Bloomfield, Indiana. At least that's, that's what it says. That's nice. So that's what that says on the side there. Yes. Oh, what does that say? I can't read it. The brand says... Ductile. Ductile. Nine ductile. or five. Five ductile. So this is, I guess that's maybe the type of cast iron. I'm I not sure. Know. But yeah, man. Heck yeah. I'll, cool. I'll use that. Well, you don't see Bob get excited about too many no, things. No, man. <laughs> cool. I love like old antique stuff because like here's the other thing. Is like I have gone through three like little food processors, little food choppers, and like I hate all of them. Yeah. I hate all of them. They're all made out of plastic. They're really lightweight. <sighs> this sucker is going to make my day. Yeah. Heck yeah, dude. That's awesome. And those choppers are terrible. You know, you get one of those and, and you use it and it never chops correctly. And then your other choice is a processor of some kind, which just turns everything into soup yeah. or pico de gallo. Yeah. We bought, <laughs> uh, Bridget got me one from like Pampered Chef and I yeah. used it once. So and fancy. Now I just, yeah. I cut everything with a knife because mm -hmm. it makes me, it just makes me mad. Mm -hmm. You know what I wonder? I wonder if the guy who put that and the Poulon chainsaw at the end of the road I bet you his wife doesn't know that he put that thing on the end of the road. No. I, yeah. He was no. just having a bad day and said, screw this chainsaw and screw this thing. I keep yeah. tripping over. Yeah. I think this I've is. actually seen stuff like that at antique shops where people decorate their kitchen with it and go, hey, look at this old-timey chopper. Yeah. No, this thing's awesome. So, like. It's still kind of sharp, too. You sit there. You, you attach it like this. Mm-hmm. And then you just put Oh, the really? In oh, you do go and vertical then, yeah. with her. Yeah. Or you, or you, I mean, you can. You attach it like this, and then. So yeah. he's showing you would attach it vertically to the, the wall. Like gravity, do some work. Yeah, in, and then you know? push the lever down, and out from the bottom That's comes. Awesome. I just stared at the thing for ten minutes before I finally figured out what it might be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little slow. <laughs> then I asked my dad, and he's like, "Well, Google will tell you." And I was like, well. Then they asked me, and I told him. <laughs> no. That's awesome, dude. Thank you. Yeah, I'll use. I will use that. Well, I I'm promise you, I will use that. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah, man! Make some. I'll make some French fries. Yes. Well, all That's right. Exciting. Well, cool. Well, let's move on to our next topic. Here. All right. What's we got some topics. Topic? So all right. Now, my wife and I have had an argument this week. So I view that my next vehicle needs to be a 
short wide new Chevy truck. Okay. And you know, they're very difficult to get these days. And let me let's talk a little history about what's going on with the short wide Chevy truck. So right now they make the short wide Chevy truck, but they only make it to export to the Middle East. Because I guess those guys love running them in the in the sand or whatever they do. Well, I mean, you know, the Taliban needs vehicles too. <laughs> yeah, so. Can you describe too. the short wide truck? Uh, a short wide truck is a regular cab, so it's got two seats. Single cab. Single mm-hmm. cab with a uh, regular six-foot bed, so not the long bed, not the, long not the eight-foot. But, you know, it's just the old-school truck. It's what America was built on was a regular cab truck. And they're making these in the United States and shipping them overseas. And not selling them to people in the United States of America. And you want to you hear what's going to make you mad, Bob? <laughs> yes. You know why they're not selling them in the United States? Why? It's because the dang government says since it's only a two-passenger vehicle, it's got too big of a motor, and it's curting their gas mileage stuff. Oh. Yeah. And so that's why they're not selling the regular huh. cab short. short but it's cars. okay to sell them to ISIS and Taliban. Yeah, they don't have EPA regulations in the Taliban. Of and, course and not. And a lighter truck's ideal for attaching you know, your rocket launcher to. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And all the rich guys running through the, the desert. But yet, mm-hmm. poor Americans who are building these trucks and shipping them to the Middle East can't drive them. Now, that doesn't make you mad. I don't know. I don't know what else will. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, it doesn't infuriate me, mm-hmm. but, like, I just feel like it's stupid. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Because, I mean, you know, my first truck was a single cab, short bed Chevy, like, like off of the original Red Dawn. You know, oh, that's that's, cool. the, that's yeah. what you need. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a great movie. That yeah, I mean, Patrick Swayze. Nothing gets better. It's a blue 1985 short bed, oh, yeah. single cab step side Chevy mm-hmm. with off road wheels. Son, yeah, that's I mean, a cool truck. That's what you yeah. need. Why would you get a new one? I wouldn't. I don't want like a brand new truck. I've only had old stuff, man. I, I want. I want some newer stuff. A lot of old you got a brand new BMW in there. Yeah, <laughs> it's not really. I want to. You know, just something I want. It looks new. It's, it's probably it's nice. twelve years old. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I was arguing. I was like, I want a short wide truck, two doors, and the benefits being it looks cool. It's lighter. It's faster. Faster. Um, you know, and you just you just look like a man in them. Yeah. And. You can use it as an excuse when someone asks you to help them move. You're like, look, man, look, you, it's a short, it's a short bed. Like your stuff's not going to fit in it. Okay, it's it's like that couch, it won't fit. Don't even hold a couch. So don't even don't even bother me. Or if you're going out to lunch, or even better, if you're going out partying with some buddies, nobody's going to take your truck. Nope. So you're always going to get the ride. You don't have you don't have to drive unless it's you and one other person. Well, I mean, what else do you want in the world? Um, I mean a lot, but I guess if you want to set your sights on that short bed Chevy, I mean, go for it. Now you can, you can still get like a extended cab, a a quad or what do they call quad cab, quad cab, short bed Chevy, but you just can't get a single cab short bed. Yes, exactly. You just can't get the single cab. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you know, there's always the Ford Ranger. Mm Mm-hmm. Which makes me want to vomit. No. No? Or the Colorado. Or the Colorado? No. Not really a man. I'm trying to be. Isn't that like a five? Doesn't that have like a five-cylinder engine? Uh, they do make, Chevy makes a new, I think a four-cylinder, a turbo 2.7 liter gas. And they're also making a three-liter diesel. 
Cummins, I think it's a Cummins, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But it makes like 30 miles a gallon, but it's still a three liter <clears> diesel. But you know what Chevy's still making is? They're making a 6.2 liter V8, makes yeah. 485 horse, torque, four, pounds of torque. There you go. 430 horsepower. I mean, you put that sucker in a short wide Chevy truck. See, here's Boy. my other question is, are you gonna buy the short bed Chevy if you can get one and leave it alone, or are you going to tinker with Correct. it? Well, any short bed Chevy truck, and it's all upgrades from there. So, what was the argument that you were referring to? Uh-oh. Well, my, my here she goes. Here. She's like, I don't remember an argument, but we're about to have one. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me why you don't think a forty thousand dollars short bed Chevy truck <laughs> is a good idea. <laughs> I, I think you just said it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a that's, $40,000 short bed truck. He's not talking about buying a classic, you know, square body or something that's a single cab. He's talking about buying a brand new one. And you can't get them here, which means you have to special order this thing and wait six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, whatever it is. Maybe. Great. So then you've special ordered this truck, spent a ton of money on it, and you just want it to go hot rodding around in and stuff. I mean, it's like and the first thing you're going like to do. It's like the redneck midlife crisis. Like instead of getting a Porsche, <laughs> you get yourself a single cab truck and make it sound real loud. I mean, you already have a truck that you tried to put a um, a Corvette engine. What did you do? You tried. I to built do... a Corvette engine he for did. the truck. Yes, and so. <laughs> He it's wants, a horrible idea because it just it's a terrible peels out idea. all the time. It, he, he put it in there. He, he did, he's, was thinking so hard about if he could, he didn't think if he should, to quote <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. So he put this thing together, and then he starts trying to drive this truck and just rips the truck apart because it's way too much power. The truck can't handle it. The differential's all sure. wrong. Everything's wrong. So you're going to repeat your previous mistakes. The other part is um, I help pay the bills around here. In fact, I pay a little bit more than half of the bills around here. And that's not a great investment as far as resale value when you get bored. You know, when you get bored with it and get ready to sell it, you've got a 16-year-old boy that might want to, or girl, that might want to buy it. But who wants to buy a single cab truck as a first vehicle for 30 some odd thousand dollars. They can't. I feel like you're trying to shove an ice pick in me. No, I, I mean, it, I'm not trying to hurt your soul here. I understand in your soul is Joe Dirt with your wind, your hair flying <laughs> out the side of your single cab truck, not having to give rides to anybody and just, oh yeah. Uh, but, I got my dog in this there. this truck look gay to you? Yeah. Zip tire squealing sound gay to you? We huh? Have, we have three large dogs, and one of the large dogs would fit in a single cab That's truck. all you need. What about me? Well, you, you can take the other car. <laughs> you can, <laughs> can ride in the bed. Ride in the mommy wagon, you know? <laughs> you can ride in the bed. Uh, you know, Mike, I think, yeah. she's, I think she's got you there, Mike. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you. if you want to get rid of your project truck and get another project truck, that's great. But don't special order a brand new... Forty thousand dollars single cab. Forty if he's lucky. Well, I'm telling you right here, if next year Chevy releases that 2022 with a 6.2 liter and a regular cab short bed truck, I'm getting one. Just don't mess with it. You know how he trips over his words right up until he's describing this truck, and all of a sudden he's like an auctioneer and you can understand everything. I put up an argument. We already have a short bed Chevy truck, which Meredith loves, which is an 07 Tahoe. It's the same frame, same setup. 
just with a little topper on the back. And what and I told him great. is that's like saying that he's a woman. He just has a little something extra. I mean, we have all the same parts, except he has one extra thing. You know, she's got a point. It's she's got a point. BS reason. It's a she's BS got a point. reason. Yeah, she does. I'm going to have to, you know. Bob, where you own a current single cab truck. I do, but it wasn't $40,000. No. I thought you would be on my side on this situation. <laughs> that's why I wanted to bring this up. Well, so if you compare the single cab truck that I've bought, what I, which I bought it specifically for the reason of selling it, and then I decided against selling it and to use it as a work truck for, uh, for specific purposes. So I would basically, I'm not doing anything to it. I bought a dash cover and that's it, mm -hmm. and a radio. I'm not doing anything else to it. Makes a great okay. Don't you already have a work truck? And it's no, no, I don't. Ha I have a truck, but I, you know, I'm tired. Like I don't want. I want to keep my Dodge nice. You don't want to crash your good truck. And like I've been, you know, to get everything, all my work stuff out of the Dodge and like clean it up and get it detailed and have it look nice and not smell like a dirty old man that just got done like mowing yards for 16 hours straight. Mm -hmm. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Whereas the Ford. It looks like it should smell like a dirty old man that's been mowing for 16 hours right. straight yeah. while smoking cigarettes. So let me ask you, if Bridget borrowed the Ford and rammed the tailgate into a tree, would you be okay with it? Trick question. Because it's a flatbed, <laughs> it doesn't have a tailgate, and the flatbed is made out of like three eight-inch thick steel plates. Okay. So she could basically run it into whatever she wants. Mm -hmm. That's the one she should. I wouldn't let her drive that Dodge anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried that the other day when uh, she went to go uh, dump some stuff off at the, at the dump, yeah. at the landfill. I was like, why don't you take the Ford? She's just like, no, I'm not taking the Ford because mm -hmm. it's a standard and it's rough. It rides she's rough. like, I'm not, she's like, I, I'm not doing it. It's a, it's a work truck. I've driven enough work trucks. Mm -hmm. I'm not driving it. She's are like, we, I'm taking the Dodge. Are we allowed to give a little background to that story? Or is that too close to home? Oh, where she rammed my brand new Dodge <laughs> tailgate into a steel pipe fence? And then blamed you on it, right? Uh, well, she didn't blame me for it. She just got mad at me for being like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, because we were at, it was a party. It was our Memorial Day party. I was there. And I had mm -hmm. just bought the truck. Like, I'm saying, I'm talking weeks, yeah. maybe. I had just bought the truck. And she decided, Jesus Christ, there's like three, there's three vehicles at the house in addition to the damn truck. Why she decides she needs to take my truck to drive her friend home is beyond me. It was probably parked in the street. No, no. no. It was under the covered garage oh. in the backyard where there's like a Can't pipe fence that I'm building. I had just put those pipes in the ground <laughs> and welded the H-brace together. Like, there is no reason why she should have taken my truck. None whatsoever. Tailgate's down. She doesn't pull it up. It's got, like, a little backup camera and a little thing that beeps. When it tells you you're about to hit something, apparently she didn't hear the beep. Or put the tailgate up and just hit the concreted-in H-brace so hard that, like, it basically... Pulled the H-brace out of the damn ground. There's 80 pounds of concrete on the H-brace. And just dents the hell out of the, mm. out of the, out of the tailgate. And I'm just, I was like, what would you do? And she gets mad at me for being yeah. like, you know. 
But she is going to replace it, right? Oh, yeah, of course. She's been saying that for seven years. <laughs> seven years later, the dent is still in the tailgate. I know. I just love bringing this up because I know what a raw spot in your butt oh. this whole situation is. I mean, it's, it's, you're, you're right. It's because it's just the, the, the whole point is there are three other vehicles at the house, plus all the other vehicles that other people mm-hmm. had driven there, including the vehicle that her friend drove that she was driving home. So why the hell did they take my brand new truck that I had just bought it? It was my first brand new vehicle. Just bought it, like weeks. And then put a giant ass dent in the tailgate. And they get pissed at me for being like, what'd you do? It's not what you said, it's how you said it. I can relate to that, Bob. (laughs) Let me tell you a story about my new truck when I got it. So I had a... uh, I bought a 2001 uh, Chevy Z71 Black, 4x4, a little bit jacked up, and awesome. That was a lot of truck for me about 10 years ago. Yeah, I've never had anything that new, even though it's 15 years old. Like that, yeah. yeah, and, uh, you know, I let my wife drive it. You know, she enjoys a good truck. So it's early in the morning. We're driving to work. Then we're going down through the country where we live. And we see some cows on the road with big horns. And so, what does my wife decide to do? She decides to cut in, so you don't tell this version. Of the story. No, I'm going to tell my version, okay. and then you can tell your version. Okay. It's all comedy, so it's we can't get. Comedy. We're not getting mad, I'm so it's going to be. It's going to be a funny I'm not story. Mad. I mean, I've had ten years to get. Meredith so. decides to accelerate yes. through the herd of cattle, yes. which, in which all of a sudden we have horns coming down the side of my truck. Wipes off my mirror, shoves horns into my hood and my front quarter panel, and I got a big dent in the back. I haven't had this truck for about two weeks. And I was like, why would you accelerate into a herd of cattle well, that's what you're supposed to on do, the road? Because, you, you know, if there's an animal on the road, you don't slow down or swerve. You put other people in danger when that happens. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think she's watched so much NASCAR that you accelerate through the wreck. I do. I do have a tendency. I do have a tendency to go low and accelerate. What is that? Days of thunder. Yeah, days of thunder. <laughs> I was like, "What in the world just happened?" Half my truck's laid on the side of the road. I just bought it. Yeah. Oh, it was a mess. And then I didn't realize you have to call the cops. When you call the cops, they try to find the owner of the cattle, and that way the insurance company can sue the owners yeah. of the cattle, and the owners of the cattle actually pay for the truck. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize all So the real version of this story was Uh. we were driving to work uh, in the fall, which means it's pretty dark in the morning. Um, And at that point, we were leaving the house about 5.15 in the morning, (laughs) driving through the country. So Mike didn't let me drive the truck. Mike said, babe, babe, would you you drive? (laughs) I'm so tired. So he's on the passenger side, kicked way back, half asleep. We've been away from the house five minutes, and he's almost asleep. And out of the right-hand side, we see a cow. And it was kind of like the movie Twister, where it's like, cow? And we both turned our heads, and right as we turned our heads to the right, another one was on the left-hand side, and it sheared off his side view mirror on the driver's side, scraped all the way down. Horns. Yeah, the horns. We pull over, get out, and I guess I've scared this animal away. Yeah, it's, you don't it's, say. You hit him yeah, with a car. Right? Well, yeah, uh, hit him with a truck. 
And so accelerating. It, yeah, he says we accelerated. It's because he was asleep and he kind of went. Rrr. You know, there was no. There was you hit no. That many cows. There was no acceleration, but um, it makes for a really funny as hell story. You know, hey, remember that time you hit a cow with the truck? But Brightside, when he purchased this used truck it had a very large dent in the left hand side and so well we were already paying insurance on it you know so we got the dent don't 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 <laughs> the truck came with a few dents. I mean, we have full coverage in insurance, so it's it's on us to you know, yeah. pay the hey. deductible. That's a fun story. I, yeah. One time I hit a pig Ooh. going about 80 in a Ooh. in a Ford Ecoline van. Oh, those pigs are Ooh. dense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, was a, it was scary. Wash. And there was a tusk stuck in the door afterwards. Yuck. <laughs> like, are you serious? I am not kidding. So oh, I, we were. Yeah, I was man. driving the rugby team. We were coming down 114 from yeah, Lubbock, and we were outside of uh, outside of Jacksboro, and we there was this pig. I swear to God, that thing was like four feet tall, and I hit that pig going clearly going 80. Whoa! And gross. Whole it, dude, that was scary. Ugh. I ended up on the other side of the road in the ditch with a tusk stuck in the door. Did wow. you have a van load full of hungover rugby players? No, everybody was asleep because it was so. It was Friday. We had, we were leaving Lubbock, coming oh, down, coming down to Dallas. Mm -hmm. wow. So everybody was asleep. I mean, this is probably like nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night. Those pigs are dangerous. And yeah. if you're listening or watching, if you've never hit an animal with your car, a larger animal, it's not like a smaller animal. There's there's not a lot left. Things fly everywhere. Well, I don't know. Like I didn't it's I didn't go back looking for that pig. Gross. Yeah, um, no. the wild pigs, they're, they're pretty thick out here. Yeah, I mean, you know, that one was pretty big. Yeah. Pretty big. Wow. You know, Bob, that's a great intro to our topic for the evening. Oh. oh which is quitter is catching. Do tell. So, Mr. Bob is always, uh, I've always been impressed. Every time I have a critter catch, I call Bob and he says, oh, no, you use the creamy peanut butter, not the chunky <laughs> peanut butter to catch this. I'm like, what? How do you know all this? So, I am excited. So, what we've done is that we've gotten... Some pictures of some critters. Oh. And what we're going to do is that we're going to pull the picture of the critter out. Okay. And Bob is going to tell us how to catch the said critter. Because you you were a professional critter catcher. This, yeah, right? I, was a, I was a trapper. A trapper. So, I mean, I, my official title was wildlife biologist, but I basically just trapped animals. In Houston? Okay. In Houston, yeah. So nuisance wildlife. Mm-hmm. Nuisance wildlife control, if you really want to get crazy. Uh, basically, just a glorified like pest control person. But I specialize in like trapping animals. Because mm -hmm. that's when I was doing my master's degree in, in evolutionary biology. Like, we would go and do field studies where, you know, we got to figure out what kind of animals are in this area. Well, guess what we do? Set up a bunch of traps. Mm -hmm. And so I just learned how to trap animals that way so y'all were trapping them not killing them not oh no them, you i mean some of them some you of had them to, you had happens, to kill them yeah. so we do it in the name of science though yeah so the best one was when i went to costa rica and yeah you know That's trapped so, a, so cool yeah trapped a bunch of stuff down there in the name of science yes and wow. then shipped their organs and innards back in vials and brought their skins back on the airplane hmm. 
The way you're looking at me right now makes I know. me a little nervous. No, I know. It's, it's kind of crazy. Do you like, go yeah. through customs and they're like, what'd you do in customs? Like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm walking oh, through customs with, with two, <laughs> with two suitcases this? full of like death traps for animals. Oh. And they're like, what is this? What I'm is like, that? Oh, man, don't worry about it. It's cool. Wow. That's like. <laughs> Catch all your critters. It's like uh, the original, you know, settlers in America were a lot of trappers and stuff, except you're walking through an airport in yeah. the modern day yeah. with all this wow. trapping, spiky things. It was it's fun. Wild. So Bob is bonafide. Well, all right. Well, let's pull out the first critter. Oh, I like this Okay, one. okay. So this critter is a North American critter. Okay. And probably one of the most hated and trapped critters there are. Okay. I don't hate any critter. Now, look at this guy. How can you hate that face? They're this so is a very How can you hate that? They're raccoon. so cute. So, how can you hate that? Bob, let's say we've got a little fat raccoon. Yes. Yep. His name's George, and he just he just likes crawling into your trash can in the suburbs of Houston. Mm-hmm. And there are smart, witty bastards out there. Yeah. yeah. What would be your approach from a homeowner that might have a trap, might not have a trap? Uh, how would you approach a situation? All right. Well, first, I would go and I would assess the area that they live in. So. Is the, does the area they live in have a lot, is it wooded? So are there a lot of trees around? Lots um, of trees, pine trees. So if there's lots of trees around, then guess what? You're SOL, you're gonna have raccoons, okay? There's nothing you can do about it. So the best thing to do is just, you know, use bungee cords, strap down your the lids of your trash cans and hope for the best. But if you just must, if you just have to spend your money to trap the raccoons, I mean, you're gonna be trapping raccoons until your face turns blue, it doesn't matter. Like. If you're in a wooded area, there's raccoons there. And if you got trash cans, raccoons are going to get You're not going to beat the coons. No, they're going to beat you. And, you know, everybody's like, well, we'll just cut down all the trees. Okay, fine. They'll get in your house. They'll be end up in your attic. Yeah. So, uh, but if you want to trap them, best thing you do with raccoons is, so you take your trap. They're called have-a-heart traps. And you just get them at tractor supply, whatever you want. There's just like a large animal trap. Uh, and the best thing to catch raccoons with is marshmallows dipped in grape jelly. Yes. Marshmallows dipped in grape jelly. Yeah. So marshmallows dipped something real sweet, something real aromatic. Some people use cat food and tuna fish. Mm. That, but the thing is, like, that's just going to stink. Marshmallows dipped in grape jelly. Yes. Raccoons love things that are sweet. Look at that guy. Look how fat yeah. he is. Oh, he's, had some, he's had some grape jelly in yeah. his life. Yes. And you have an yes. excellent point about the trees. Um, I was camping in Paladora Canyon with a group of girls, and we left a cooler outside. It's a canyon. There's virtually no critters aside from snakes and things like that. And raccoons. No trees, and there's raccoons. And someone had brought Lucky Charms cereal. They And it was in the cooler, and in the middle of the night, you hear the cooler open, and you hear these raccoons rustling around. And we look out through the tent uh, window, and they're reaching in, and they're they're eating the cereal. Yeah. So we waited till they left, and in the morning, we went back out, and they had left the cereal, but ate all the little marshmallows out of yeah, it. Are you that. serious? Yeah. yeah. You guys so, didn't talk about this before? No, yet. we didn't. It's funny. That's why he said marshmallows <laughs> dipped in grape jelly, and I was like, yes, I can attest to that. That's but he, absolutely true. Here's the important thing. So it, trap placement is important with raccoons, because they're not dumb, okay? You have to place the trap in a way to where... If they're going to go in the trap, they, they have to come in the front. Like, you can't make it to where the trap has an open side or anything else like that. It's got to be – all sides are covered with the exception of where you walk into the trap. And the best thing to do also is 
so that they think it's kind of like a, a little cave or something or like a hole mm-hmm. is put the trap inside of a black trash bag mm-hmm. and tie the trash bag around the trap and you know, put something on top of it. You know, maybe butt it up against a wall and put trash cans on the other side and on the back so it just looks like there's a hole in there that smells like marshmallows and grape jelly. That's just their, their heaven. Yeah. 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 And then when you catch it, um, you got to watch out because they are strong and they can be extremely mean. Like, but. Especially um, that guy. He'd yeah. Be pissed. So uh, the, the rough thing about raccoons is, you know, a lot of people will just drive down the road, you know, five miles and let them go. Make sure you let them go. If you are going to do that, you got to let them go like around a water source. <clears throat> but if if you don't go five miles, they're just going to come right back. Right. So they're going to know. They know where you live. Yeah. So when you go to pick up the trap, you wear like a welder's glove or something. They'll bite through a welder's glove. Oh, they will. Yeah. But I mean, wow. when you go to pick up the trap, yes, wear a glove. I mean, obviously, they're not going to be able to stick their mouth through the cage and right. bite you, but they can stick their paws through and scratch you. But they yeah. can carry some diseases, right? Well, every animal can carry diseases, like. As so, be. yeah, so, everybody can. <laughs> so, have you been, been bit by a raccoon? No. No? Never okay. been bitten by a raccoon. I've been uh, scratched by them, but I've never been bitten. <laughs> but, like, nice. I think raccoons are cute. I right? do, too. Like, and I, and I've, trapped, I've trapped a lot of raccoons. A lot. And if they get in your house, that's, that's another big issue. So, you got to find where they're coming into your house. You can't miss it. It'll be a hole in the side of your house about that big. Mm-hmm. And... Funny story. Great story about one time. I, I found the hole where the raccoon was coming in and out, but it was on the second story. And I was like, well, great. Well, how am I going to catch this raccoon? So I came up with this genius method. I took a bunch of sheet metal and I rolled it up to where it became a tube. Right. And I made this giant tube that was like 20 feet long that came up out of the house. So where the raccoon was coming out of the house, he had no choice but to go in through the tube. So he had to go through the tube. And then at the end of the tube, I put... A fishing net and I put like string through it so when something went into the net it would cinch itself and it couldn't get out Wow! so then the next day I went and checked my trap and there's a raccoon hanging in a fishing in net. a fishing net just sitting there like arms <laughs> hanging out of the net just like hair everywhere just looking at me like you a-hole like why'd you do that to me man come on did you feel bad well no because like I just took them and I put them in a, in a cage and I just Drove them to like mm-hmm. the wildlife refuge and like let them go next to the lake. Okay. Because um, like I, I don't I don't like trapping stuff like that and like killing it. Like it's just. It would have been a lot worse if you'd have called someone to put glue traps in the attic or something that would really. Oh, if you put a glue trap yuck. for a raccoon, like Ugh. you're good luck. Just no. angry raccoon. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you get a if you, I'm sorry. If you put a glue trap down for a raccoon, you're you're cruel. Yeah. Just put them in. Just get yeah. a trap and then let them go five miles down the road yep. next to some water. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I would like to try to eat raccoons someday. Uh, you know what? I had many people in Houston buy, try to buy them from me. Wow. Really? Yes. They like, fry it, I guess? No, I don't know what like they stew, do. Like but, a beef yeah. stew. Really? Yeah, meat eater, they do it. Interesting. It'd be good. I, I, I'm not interested in eating a no, raccoon. No, me neither. No? That nope. just sounds... Well, maybe the next awful. guy you'd like to eat. Oh. Uh, this is a common critter pretty much all across <laughs> the North American continent. Very cute. Uh-huh. But very destructive at the same time. Can be, yep. So, okay. Bob, what we've got here is a common, this looks like a gray, gray squirrel. squirrel. Gray squirrel. Yeah. Gray squirrel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is a gray squirrel. Very cute, just like our last fella. So, Bob, if you have a, a gray squirrel, let's say suburbs of Houston again, squirrels are getting in your attic. Mm-hmm. 
what, what, what do you do? And you don't have any money to pay for your critter catching service. <laughs> You're just poor white folk, you know, with no money to squirrel to the attic. Same thing. So you find where they are. Okay, you can go get a small rodent trap uh, that tractor supply or, or wherever. Just get a small rodent trap. It's about a quarter of the size of the trap that you get the raccoon in. And what you can do, so you find where they're getting in. You can't miss it. It's going to be a hole. Mm-hmm. It's going to look like it's gnawed in your hole. So it's usually in like the eaves of the house or like at the corner. Um, and what you can do is you can take that trap. And you can do one of two things. If it, the hole is completely vertical, you can uh, <clears throat> attach the trap to the hole. So where the, racco- uh, the squirrel comes into the trap when it comes out of the hole, and it gets stuck in there, and it can't get out. So I've caught plenty of squirrels that way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And then another one is you can make a, make a one-way valve uh, to where so the squirrels will come out, but then they won't be able to get back in. And you can use, like, sheet metal for that. Um, a lot of times what I would do just because like squirrels are rodents and people are just have a aversion to rodents and I would just put like a sticky trap down, a big sticky trap down like right next to the entry points or the exit points and, um, and I would just catch them that way. And if you get a squirrel on a sticky trap and you don't want to kill them, what you can do is you take some olive oil and you can pour olive oil on the sticky trap and it'll deactivate the the glue and you can get the squirrel off do you use bait like you would with a raccoon yeah i didn't know if they were very yeah you can use you can use peanut butter yeah peanut butter is the most aromatic one that you can use like most rodents peanut butter is going to work just a nutty nutty smell (laughs) yeah so peanut butter and a a sticky trap would probably be the easiest for a homeowner yeah and also so the other thing is you need to find out how many squirrels you've got and if they're male and female so if it's a male squirrel he's the only one in your attic okay there's not going to be multiple male squirrels in your attic if it's a female squirrel you may have like babies in there so you gotta you you should like at least observe and see who's coming in and out um obviously if it's a male you can't you know he's gonna have balls so there you go look (laughs) at that and what you can also do is just wait until he leaves and when he leaves go take some wire mesh or something and and cover that hole mm-hmm. so there's no guarantee that he's not going to chew another hole somewhere but you can do that are squirrels most active in the day yeah yeah so you wait until yeah so the they'll, they'll leave go in there when it's yeah, hot when the sun comes up yeah. they'll go out go feed and they'll come back in and then go back out right before dark mm-hmm. well bob i'm going to argue there's an option d this being Redneck University. Shotgun. <laughs> Shotgun works great. Uh, no, we're in the suburbs. So I grew up in the suburbs of Houston. Mm-hmm. One of our main activities was uh, drinking beer and shooting squirrels in suburbs. On You know, we had all half-acre lots with a Benjamin 22 cal air rifle. Yeah. And you can smoke a squirrel for about 100 yards. And the key is you hit them off the branch because the pine trees are so tall. By the time they hit the ground, about 50 yards, usually they're dead. But the hard part is when they drop in neighbors' yards. <laughs> I've actually had uh, some neighbors scream and actually had the cops called on us yeah. one time when I was about 17. Uh, neighbor lady, we dropped the squirrel next yard. <laughs> squirrel fell off the tree. The lady screaming. Cop rolls up, talks to my dad, and they're just laughing up front. <laughs> like, are your boy shooting squirrels in neighbors' yard? Wow. But, you know, we would actually uh, we'd shoot squirrels. We'd probably get about six or ten of them. 
And we grill them. Squirrel is delicious. Oh, it's delicious. Oh like, I've, I've fried squirrels up. Yeah, fried oh, squirrels are really good. good. Done squirrel dumplings. I've never had squirrel. I don't it's, know. It's like, it tastes like rabbit, which tastes like chicken. Yeah. It's just like a real dark, mm-hmm. greasy meat. It's, yeah. it's good. And they're super huh. easy to clean. They got that tail. You just make little circles and rip up. And yeah. Good to go. Yeah. So, Must another option. my dog's like them. Everybody likes squirrels. Get whole yeah. squirrels so are great. If you got squirrel problems, I feel bad for you, son. Yeah. yeah. I got 99 problems, but squirreling one. Uh-uh. But, like, what you got to do is you got to get – so the other thing is, like, figuring out how they're getting in. So if you got a bunch of tree limbs next to your house, mm-hmm. they're going to – they can jump, like, 10 feet. They're, yeah. they're going to get in your house. So trim your trees back. If you got um, wood fence attached to the side of your house mm-hmm. – they're going to climb that wood fence and use oh, that yeah. wood fence to get in your house. They if can you have climb bird feeders hanging yeah. from limbs really close to your house. They're going to bed down close to your house and go eat. And they can feet. and they can climb brick walls. Yep. So, good but luck. Let's say let's let me ask you an ethical question. Okay. Let's say you're hungry and you don't want to go chase the squirrels, and you stick out a sticky trap with a 22, and you wait till they get on the sticky trap, and then you just smoke them with the peanut butter on the sticky trap. That way, you can. It almost be like jug lining for catfish. I don't feel like set it's, it out overnight, and then you come back next morning. I don't think that's unethical at all. You don't think so? No. Then you had like six squirrels. You can have. A, yeah. you know, your I don't. Meal if you're hun- if you're going to eat them, yeah, it's squirrel. If you're hunting. eating them, I don't. Like yeah. I don't. I don't have any problem with that. It, anything, I don't even know if there is a squirrel in it. If you're doing it, no, there's not. Cruel or just open season all year long. Terrible, oh man, it's a rodent. There's plenty of squirrels. Yeah. You know, I want to go squirrel hunting. Yeah. We'll have to do that sometime. All right. All right. Let's move <laughs> on to the one. next critter. All right. Now, this critter here, I, I see this critter as very mean and vicious. Uh-oh. You know, I smoked one of these critters with a 12-gauge from about five feet away one time yeah. when Bob and I were drinking, and Bob got a little upset with me. Yeah. So, this is the American possum in uh, Australia called the opossum. Uh, no, 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 no. The Americans are opossums. Americans are opossums. In Australia, it's possum. possum. So we got a very vicious. But we always one. say yeah. possum, possum. Yeah, he's, he's mean. He's mean. Mean looking. possum. Look at that mean sucker. <laughs> got the full snarl. So that's there. that's the Virginia opossum. Yeah. Didelphus virginianus. Mm-hmm. So it's a marsupial. It's not a rodent. A lot of rednecks are like, I hate them giant rodent possums. And like, they're not rodents. They are marsupials, and they're the only marsupial native to North America. And I really? love them. I think, yeah. They're the only marsupial in North America. What do they eat? I forget. They eat ticks. That's wonderful. So they actually serve a very important yeah. niche in the ecosystem. They eat a ton of ticks. Yeah. They're not going to get in your wow. trap. Wow, ticks yeah. are a big issue yeah. these days. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Particularly in the uh, northeast states, they're having a lot of Lyme disease where people are going out hiking and stuff like that. And they have a ton of people getting Lyme disease now from ticks. Oh yeah, yeah. I hear they're not aggressive. Possums. They look aggressive. They look aggressive. So they, that they'll they'll put on a show, but you know, and he'll open his mouth and he'll he. They say that like oh, he was hissing at me. I'm like I've never heard a possum hiss, and I have like literally gone up and grabbed one with my bare hands mm-hmm. behind his neck, and he's I've never heard one hiss. Okay, uh, but they just sit there with their mouth open. It's just a. It's just a behavioral display. Like if they're not gonna charge at you, they, I like 
people I hear people say that and I'm like you're full of crap like it doesn't it's not I, a hippo it's, it's a no possum. it's a possum it's just going to stand there and look at you with its mouth mm. hanging open show its teeth you would literally have to go up and stick your hand in its mouth for it to to come to bite you so you just the only defense yeah. other than freezing That's yeah it. so like actually what happens when they play when they're play quote possum. unquote playing possum is they're they're passing out they're fainting Really? Like fainting yeah. goats, yeah. So, so if you have a possum that's like on your porch and he's like, you know, got his mouth, just take a broom and shoo him off. He'll be fine. Yeah. Have you ever trapped a possum? Yeah. What What would you be the bait of choice? Uh, same thing, grape jelly. Mm. Grape jelly? Grape jelly. With marshmallows? No marshmallows, no just marshmallows, grape jelly. Just a pile of grape jelly. Yep. <laughs> they also, I know, they also like Cheetos. And Cheetos. Oh, yeah. funny. I just wow. picture yeah, the, so the big, Cheetos, huge teeth and going... Put some grape jelly on them. <laughs> With the Cheetos. Some people also like to use, you know, people like tuna fish, cat food, whatever. Yeah. You know, just something that's real aromatic and, you know, has a lot of scent, fruity mm-hmm. scent, because they also eat fruit. Same as rac- raccoons. Um, and you'll you'll get a possum. And do the exact same thing you do with the raccoons. Go ahead and wrap the cage, wrap the trap in a black trash bag and make it, you know, butt up against a couple of walls to where they think it's like just a little hole. Just a little holy, yeah. little yeah. spot. Yeah, but you got to, yeah, you got to be careful. So like, pos- opossums are, they're nocturnal. So, mm-hmm. and especially if you trap, trap them during the summer and you put that dra- black trash bag oh, around yeah. that cage, like you got to, you got to check it because it'll kill that possum. Uh, just the heat will kill that possum oh, from man. the black trash bag. Right. And if that's, that's kind of like awful because they just basically sweat to death. Yeah. Ugh. Well, that's okay. So Cheetos and grape jelly. Yeah. For opossum. Yeah. Uh, chunky peanut butter for squirrels. Yep. And then marshmallows and jelly for what was it? Raccoons. Raccoons. Yeah. Raccoons. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he got a peek. All right. So the next one is a bat. No, all right. Bats. Now this guy, I got a friendly bat, as you can see. Uh, bats are pretty common out here. <laughs> they, uh, we actually had a bad problem in our house getting into the attic. I know. Mm-hmm. And you remember? I do remember that. Yeah. That one day I was over here, I was like, you got bats in your you house. You got bats in your house. We always thought there were squirrels and stuff in the attic, but it was bats. Yep. Freaked me out. They were coming in over on that side, the other side of the house next to that pine tree we cut down. Yeah, and all we did was we waited till night, mm-hmm. right? Because the bats left at night, right. and then we put up some screen over there. And they didn't come back. No issue. Because bats are blood suckers, and they go and suck blood <laughs> at night. And then once you keep them out during night, then you're good to go. Yeah, so what you probably had, so there's two main species of bats in, in this area of Texas that people have problems with. So Mexican freetails are like little brown bats. Um, they're not blood suckers. They eat mosquitoes and small insects. Which is great. And so when they get in your house, yeah, you just basically sit outside as the sun's going down and you'll see them leaving your house and you just wait till all of them leave give about an hour after dark and they just cover the hole mm-hmm. and that'll be it that's it that works yeah and but here's the other thing is like some bats don't leave every single night and if there's uh you know some mothers will not leave their young one day so if sometimes you just need to do like a one-way valve on that exit point and that'll help that'll help get all of them out so and what you can do is you can take like the little little cylindrical tubes like just take a PVC piece of pvc or like the cylindrical tubes that like caulking comes in mm-hmm. you know and empty them out get an empty one and haul it out and then take like a piece of plastic trash bag and cut fringes on the end 
and tape it to the end of that tube and then attach that tube to where it's hanging down to where the fringes are pointing down and uh, so the bats have to drop down the tube through the plastic fringe to get out mm -hmm. and what that'll do is it'll it makes it to where they can't get back in right. so they come down the tube because they can't attached to the plastic fringes they'll just fall off yeah. of it uh, so they won't be able to get back in and that'll help ensure that all the changes. bats yeah all the bats get out of the house it's a really easy way yeah. to do that and just yeah just take a like i said take a i've also used like the cardboard tubes for paper mm -hmm. towels and just right. tape those to the hole that the bats are getting in and just let them come out and you know make sure you put something at the tip that's like soft like little just piece of black trash bag and like cut little fringes on it and it'll keep the bats from being able to get back in so it's like a giant condom over the bat trap not really because it's got a hole at the end yeah for the oh bats yeah to condom wouldn't be very efficient <laughs> right it had a hole in the end right so it's like a bat condom the batman no i think no. It, i think it would I think kind I'm of failing i think it would kind of look like a, a pom-pom sort of with the plastic bag being the pom-pom streamers part and right. yeah I get exactly it. yeah like streamers yeah, yeah. thank streamers. you streamers you that, that's why you're here <laughs> the okay. girl with the word yeah. <laughs> that's a genius though so the little bat hands can't get up in there right right because it's all slippery yeah huh. i think that's the thing a lot I've of people impressed. don't but like, know how small bats are how yeah. teeny tiny their actual body is it's yeah their body is only about the size of your thumb really small really yeah. yeah but like so if you don't put those little streamers on the end see what i'm doing right? mm -hmm. well they will use their wings and push against the sides of that tube and work their way up wow so that's why you got to put the streamers on they don't have a grappling hook like Batman. Mm -mm. Cuz they don't they can't they can't do this. <laughs> no. Right. Like they got little claws that they can mm -hmm. hook on stuff but they can't grab. Yeah. So their, if you put the streamers on part of their wing. Yeah, they'll yeah. try to like grab onto it. They may like grab around it with their wings, mm -hmm. but if they do that, they can't get in up right. into it. You know, Bob, we might have to have a new YouTube channel, Critter Catching. No. It could be good. Critter Catching be thing. Fun. That'd yeah. be a lot of fun. I'd have a lot to talk about. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. oh boy. Next one's a little fuzzy. Came out a little fuzzy. It's all right. This is a giant alligator <laughs> yeah. at a golf course. Okay. Now, Bob actually has caught The perspective on that picture is hilarious. Someone, like, sitting down on the ground at this thing <laughs> makes it look like yeah. a, a big prehistoric sucker. alligator. Okay. So I'll tell you this, my story. Without, I, only, I only caught one alligator, and uh, he was in somebody's pool in the backyard of the house in Houston. So I got a call. It was like an alligator in the backyard in the pool. And I was like, well, how big is it? He's like, oh, my God, it's so big. It's gigantic. I'm like, well, do you have a gun? I'm like, no. But my neighbor does. I'm like, well, get a gun and shoot it in the head. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't want to get blood in my pool. I'm like, <laughs> well, do you have kids? Well, yeah. I'm like, do you want your kids to get eaten? No. I'm like, go get your neighbor's gun and shoot that alligator in the head. And that's what I told him. And he, he refused to do it. I'm like, okay, man. I'm like, I'll come out and I'll get it. But it's going to be like, I'm charging you $2,000 because yeah. you're putting my life in danger with an alligator. And you're refusing to just shoot it. When he could have just called like the Houston, like Houston freaking animal control and they would have gotten it for free. Right. right. But I think what happened was, what I used to do is I would go to Houston Animal Control and I would like take them cookies and donuts and stuff. Uh -huh. So when people called, they would give them my number. <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's some redneck man. stuff right yeah. there. Oh, hell yeah, it is. That is real redneck. So I went out there and I was like, <laughs> and like I had a, I had a lever action 30-30. We're in the uh, middle of like middle of the bayou area in Houston. And I was like, well, I'm just going to shoot him and pull yeah. him out. And he's like, no, you're going to get blood in my pool. I'm like, 
dude, it's an alligator, man. And so I went back there and looked. It was like, I'm not downplaying it. It was a four feet, four foot long alligator, oh. which can still F you up. Absolutely. Bad. So what you yeah. got to do is you got to get kind of like, you know, it was just sitting there hanging out, sunning, and just, mm-hmm. you know, sitting there with his mouth open in the pool. So I just took a piece of rope and I attached one end of the rope to a tree. And the other end of the rope, I'm kind of fashioned into like a lasso. And I just threw that lasso onto its mouth and pulled it to where that lasso wrapped around its like top jaw. Yeah. And once it felt that pressure on its top jaw, it did a death roll. Yeah. And it just wrapped itself up in that rope and I just pulled him out. Wow. Huh. And so like it wrapped itself up in the rope so well that its mouth was basically right. wrapped shut. I didn't have to do anything. And, like, I've never done anything like that before, so, like, I just got really lucky, and I was like, yeah. holy crap, that worked really well, and it took me about, you know, 15 minutes, and threw him in the truck, drove him down to the bayou, let him go, and that's... $2,000. Yep. Yeah, and these, awesome. these folks are probably still telling the story yeah, about the like, alligator oh, wrangler that showed up Oh, man, that guy was awesome. <laughs> like, Not a wrangler. <laughs> yeah, I heard how some people do it, they get a big pipe yeah. with rope down it, and then they get the alligator bite the rope, then they pull it tight for the nooses around the gator, and then they get a big pipe and they just shove the gator in the back of the truck. Yeah, well, I just, uh, I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to have anything attached to my hands when mm-hmm. he did the roll, so that's why I attached, like, the other end of the rope to the tree, and then uh, I was just like, gotcha. I'm like, I'm just going to let him wrap himself up in it, so I just roped his top jaw, pulled it, tugged on it a little bit, and as soon as he started rolling, I just mm-hmm. let go of the rope and let him tie himself up. You know what I'm more interested about is you getting out of the truck with a 30-30 in the middle of a Houston neighborhood. Yeah. It was in a case. Ready it was to in smoke a, them. It was in a case. Okay. So I had it That'd in a great. case in the back of the truck. Okay. And if the cops show up, like, hey, I'm an official. <laughs> or like <laughs> the neighbor lady yeah, the, that's the, always the watching the Animal control sent me. <laughs> animal control on? sent me. All right, let's rip through a few more. Let's say we got birds. I get birds in the shop all the time. These are some beautiful cardinals. They're very common around here. They're always picking on my window. If you have a cardinal in your shop, and you need to get them out. Let's say it's a warehouse, and you need to get a bird in a trap to get them out. Mm-hmm. Do you suggest fishing nets, traps, guns? Mm-hmm. Uh, That's a tough one. I'm just going to – I'm. if you have, like, a bird like that, a cardinal, like in here, like in the garage, yeah. just get a fishing net. Fishing yeah. net? Get a fishing net and just – Probably get called. Yeah, just get a fishing net and – grab them and they'll get out or you know just open the door and it'll find its way out yeah they just so, scare me for some reason no, I feel like they're be, don't be at scared me. of the cardinal so. i always hear they're like spirits in them and they're like tapping at the window <laughs> so they, uh, the reason the cardinals tap at the window is because they see the reflection yeah. so cardinals are very territorial and so when they see the reflection in the in the window oh they see themselves yeah mm-hmm. they think it's okay. another cardinal yeah well they're they're thick around here oh yeah mm-hmm. they're everywhere all right, <laughs> let's do the next one. Oh. Norwegian rat. Oh, now, nice. these guys are overtaking New York City. How would you catch yourself a rat? Now, this is a specialty of yours. Mm-hmm. You did a, what, a, a, a whole MBA project or something? It's a, yeah, a, a master's thesis. Mm-hmm. Master's yeah, thesis. Master's thesis They didn't make rats. me take that in business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me so, either yeah. in communications. Uh, we did not have to do that. <laughs> yeah, so that's a brown rat, um, commonly called a uh, a. Um, I'm losing my mind. It's just your common run-of-the-mill horse rat, uh, house rat. Mm-hmm. 
So brown rats, roof rats. Um, the also, there's also black rats. And so these brown rats are going to be what's in the house area. So the black rats are the ones that are roof rats. Those are actually, uh, in nature, they live in trees. And they eat, like, birds and bird eggs. That's why they're having such a hard time in, like, Hawaii with, like, the native bird life. Because the black rats are eating all the birds and the eggs. So these guys are the ones that you're actually going to find in your house. So uh, just get a... Get a kill trap and smother it with peanut butter. Peanut butter doesn't mean it doesn't matter if it's uh, chunky or not. Just smother it with peanut butter, or you can lose, use glue traps. But these things are can actually be really big, so I suggest against glue traps because I've seen them get out of glue traps. And they also make these traps that are they look like they're plastic and they look like they have teeth, and they clamp down on the rats. I've also I've seen those rats get out of those. Oh wow! Really? So like you need to get a actual rat, rat trap, trap. Like that's big and that's a snap trap you know the one that breaks your finger if you yeah. stick your finger in there yeah. yeah so bait the trap first <laughs> and then set the trap yes. don't set the trap and then bait it but uh, trap placement is also important um, so you'll see droppings and these droppings for these are actually pretty big and you want to put the trap perpendicular against the side of the wall okay don't put it out in like the middle of the room because rats have really bad eyesight and they feel around with their whiskers so what they do is they run against the side of the wall with their whiskers running against the wall and that's how they figure out if they want to turn left or right so that's how they know there's a turn so if you put it perpendicular against the wall with the bait facing the wall Mm -hmm. they'll run across there with their and they'll they'll basically have no choice but to stop and sniff that piece of bait and all they got to do is just touch it and then wham that's all she wrote yeah now what's your we had rats in the attic the exterminator guy said just put out poison pellets they get sick they they leave the attic and they die outside do you think that's Um, no i always suggest i I never tell people to use poison uh especially if you have dogs because you're so they use warfarin which is a basically an anticoagulant that makes the rats bleed to death so if your dog eats a rat that has got a belly full of warfarin, uh, your dog could get could get sick. You know what I'm thinking about or they now? Could die in the in, attic. Yeah, and you don't want like like I don't like using poison because the there's no the the rat's not going to sit there and be like oh I don't feel good I no. think I'm dying I'm going to go outside no, no it's going to find some place that it feels that safe full of it it's going to hide yeah because we had our house remodeled. Ten years after this happened. I bet you found a ton. They found of... rats in walls. They yeah. found dead rats dropped down. They take out the ceiling. There's dead rats all over the floor. Yeah. Rats they didn't exactly things. go outside. No, to die. they definitely no. did not. Like, it makes you wonder. It's like, I wonder if those indoor allergies are from... That guy was just lazy. <laughs> yeah, I wish we had a bob over. Yeah, absolutely. Never, yeah. Heard this. never, never use poison. No. Never use poison because there's no telling where it's going to die. And, right. you know, not only is it a danger to, like, your dog, like... If a raccoon comes by and sees a dead rat, the raccoon's going to eat the rat. Yeah. And then if that warfarin's in that rat system, it's going to kill the raccoon, and then it's just going to go up the food chain from there. Yeah. Just like them poisoning wild hogs out here. Yeah. Yeah. It'll kill all the buzzers. Yeah. Right. All right, let's move on to the next one. Okay. This picture is one of a a beautiful cock. (laughs) This is the best looking cock I've seen in a long time. Wow, that's Look colorful. At that sucker. 
colors and everything. Now yeah, I've, see, that's like one of those Key West chickens. I know this one sounds a little weird, but if you've ever tried to catch a chicken, I've they're very, very difficult. <laughs> Rocky did it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Rocky, Rocky caught the it. chicken. So, Bob, do you have any tricks on catching chickens? Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. You just act like you're going to feed it and let it come to you, and then you hit it in the head with a stick, <laughs> and then you cook it. Okay. So, they, yeah, they got a problem in Hawaii with, like, feral chickens. Feral chickens? Yeah. And okay. people, do, like, yeah, just, like, I, they're, they're fast. Yeah. They're very fast. They're very. really fast. Huh. But I've never had to catch a chicken. But well, okay. I would just I would just shoot it and eat it. <laughs> well, let's move on to the next one then. All right. Okay. Woo! Skunks. I love skunks. skunks. They're so cute. I think they're skunks cute are there's a lot of skunks out here in North Texas, especially around November time. Mm-hmm. It seems like a mating season. There's skunks everywhere. I love skunks. They're so cute. They are cute. I ran into a skunk the other day on my walk. It was getting dark. Uh-huh. Skunk saw me. I saw it. We were both just as scared. We both ran like girls. <laughs> it was like a cartoon. Just, ah, they you ran in the opposite directions. Away. You know what the best skunk bait is? Cheese puffs. Cheese puffs. Not, Not Cheetos. Cheetos. Cheese puffs. Like poofs, yeah. Cheesy poofs. Cheesy poofs. Do the same thing. Wrap that. Wrap the trap in a black trash bag. Fill it with cheesy poofs. Uh-huh. And you'll have a skunk. No grape jelly. Nothing. Just cheesy poofs. But same you, setup. Yep. And then, so, check the trap, and if you see you've got a, a skunk in there, you got to take a... <laughs> don't just grab that trap. Uh-uh. Okay, take your blanket, throw a blanket over the trap, so because it's going to spray, and it's yeah. going to stink. So, wow. you're going to get sprayed. Okay. And then, take them five miles down the road, drop them off, let them go. So, you're going to get sprayed, but as long as you... If you have that trash bag over the trap, you'd probably be all right. Um, so skunks are also notorious about, you know, if you got something covering the, tra- the trap, same thing with raccoons, they'll pull it in. Mm-hmm. They'll pull, so uh, you'll be sitting there, you'll be looking at the trap and there'll be like this raccoon or this skunk <laughs> sitting on a pile of shredded plastic where he pulled that whole trash bag in. So you have a skunk inside of a trap full of shredded plastic, you're in the suburbs. How do you approach that trap? Are so you, you, just- t- you take your blanket. Oh, in front and of you, you. In front of like you. Like a big yeah. moving And you just blanket. walk up oh, to it and... He's spraying. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's going to spray. Like it, And if he doesn't spray when you're w- walking up to him, he's going to spray as soon as you throw that blanket down. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to get sprayed. It's going to happen. When you have that blanket, you should be... Yeah, it won't It won't get on you. Wow, that's a good trip. Mm-hmm. I've never heard that before. No, I haven't. Excellent. All right. Now we're getting into... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're getting the lightning round. So I approved these critters, but these uh-huh. cr- these next ones Bob doesn't know about. So let's say you so got. What, do you, uh, what does he have to answer? Oh my! How to trap them? How to, or how, how to bait them? How to bait and trap them? Okay, lightning. How round. would you get rid of this one? Okay. Uh, we've got Yogi Bear for the next one. How to bait? How to I trap. would bait a brown bear with blueberries. Not a picnic basket. A picnic basket <laughs> full <laughs> of blueberries. <laughs> and he's so cute, Yogi. Yes, you know, yeah, yeah. that'd be hard to hurt him. I I know, I know, and uh, I like bears, but if I had to, I'd take him down with some blueberries okay. and a thirty out six. He'd be tasty because he eats all those picnic baskets, right? <laughs> all right, <laughs> next one. Oh my, we got a we've got a, a woolly mammoth. <laughs> Now that's a big animal, Bob. Yes, it is. And you've, yeah. let's say we're, we can't trap this thing. No, we got to take no. them out. We're right. prehistoric. How would you take out a woolly mammoth? Would you ever bait one? I um, would if you needed to. 
what I would do is I would find where this woolly mammoth was going to be walking. So, like, animals are creatures of habit, and I would take a piece of wood and fashion small punji sticks mm. and put it to where that mammoth would step on it, and it would become crippled, That's at which idea. point I would then use my hyper-intelligent Neanderthal brain to stab it to death with my spear. Yeah. You know what they used to do with woolly mammoths? What's that? They would find a tar pit next to a cliff, right? And they'd, they'd rush them over the cliff, and they'd fall down and kill themselves, and they'd get woolly mammoth steaks all day. Hmm. Same thing with buffalo. Like the Brea, New Brea tar pits, right, in Cal- California? La Brea, yeah. La Brea, all right. How would you get the mammoth out of the tar pit? Correct. That's an excellent question. Yes. Like, well, I haven't thought that far. <laughs> Are you sure that's what they did? Because I do, I do know. They cliff runs, right? I do, I do know that they would run buffalo off of cliffs, yeah. which to me seems like a very wasteful practice. But um, running a mammoth into a tar pit, I feel like you would have an issue getting the mammoth out of the tar pit yeah, to eat it. Because mm-hmm. you can't really use a boat to get the mammoth out of the tar pit. No. Right. Huh, it'll just rot. That's so maybe we need to do some more research on that. Yeah, yeah let's do some more research. Okay. All right, let's move to the next one. All right. Uh, <laughs> what do we call this? That's a Komodo dragon. Yes. Let's say you have a Komodo dragon. <laughs> okay. Well, like, we're, really, we're really raising Reaching. the bar. Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's say you got to trap one of them suckers. Okay. I would bait it with a big piece of meat because mm-hmm. they are carnivorous. So I right. would. Maybe another cut up Komodo dragon. They don't like each other. I think that, uh, well, I don't know if they eat each other. I'm not sure if they're carnivorous, but I know they really enjoy deer meat. Deer meat? Yes. Okay. So they will eat deer and cows. Um, I would trap them with that. Maybe a pit, because they got little short legs. All right. So I would use like a hog trap. Yeah. That'd be a good one. So I would use a hog trap and like with like a one-way door where like, you know, yeah. it goes under the door and it shuts behind them. I would use, that's what I would do. Those are you amazing call critters. call your news agency and yeah. go, I have a Komodo dragon in North Texas. Where do I take this thing? I'm, I need to be on the news. Gosh, they're, they're just, it's amazing that they're still alive. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're prehistoric. I know. You're over here thinking sure. what I got next. All right. I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look. I'm just going to just, just, just put me. it up there and I'm, so, I'm going to look. Yeah. We have a uh, Sasquatch. Yes. How That's would you? Okay. How would you trap a Sasquatch? Well, first you want to find the location. Okay. Sasquatches are known to be on the West Coast, Northwest Coast, less, less populated area. Probably off the coast of Washington. I thought they had them in Oklahoma. No, they don't have them in Oklahoma. As we already discussed, there's a lot of meth in Oklahoma. I don't know. <laughs> I, I watched this, I watched an episode of Reservation Dogs, and there was a Sasquatch there in it. There was a Sasquatch. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, what you do is you find the nest. They look like giant bird nests. <laughs> no, this is a real deal. Okay. And you talk to the loggers, because the loggers do the first explanation. The exploratory into the new areas, whether in southeast Alaska is a good spot, way up in North Washington. I think there might be too many people up in North Washington now, but especially up in like Canada. And you look for the nest and you find a good Sasquatch nest. And they haven't been found yet, so they're not coming out during the day. These are I mean, they found some Sasquatch nests. It just so happens that Sasquatch is really apparently like eagle eggs because in every Sasquatch nest they find eagle eggs. Yeah, it's pretty wild. 
Hmm. No, these are bigger. These or, are like 20 foot by 20 foot size oh. Big ones. Oh. They also find hog droppings. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, to get them, you're not, they're too smart. You're not getting in the trap. No? Mm -hmm. no? No, you've got to get elevated off the ground and get a long range rifle, probably a 50 cal with night vision. And then do uh, you do tree knocks to call them in. You don't. No, no you no, don't. You don't do one of those. You do tree no. knocks because no human can do a Sasquatch call. Right? I mean, I've right. seen that guy on like hunting Sasquatch. He's like, there's a Sasquatch. Dude, that in show woods. is total. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 he sounds no. like a, a a moose. Yeah. No, you do Sasquatch. You do the the tree knocks, and then they'll they'll respond. Mm. I've heard some tree knocks in my day. I have you. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you've just got to co-locate them based on where those tree knocks are coming from and then just set up an ambush and smoke them. Like, you know where they do stay. Like Viet Cong style. Yeah. Or we had some inside information up in Washington State, uh, Mount Hood area. Uh, they stay up there in the lava tubes. <laughs> yes. I Mount think what St. we're Helens. getting at is the very best way to get a squatch. You're just dancing That's all around it. Well, you have to get a group of guys together, get, and get very, drunk. very drunk, get drunk, and then you'll start hearing the knocks, and you'll start what was that? finding the nests. Exactly. That's what you have to do. Because if you, you know, you see them on the TV show, if they're not hammered, they can't find one. But it's always some drunk guy that says he heard knocks or there was something in the woods. So that's what you got to do. It's like there's the squatch yeah, in these It's like woods. going witching for water, looking for water source. You got to have a drunk guy stumbling around going, I hear knocks. All right. Well, this settles it. We're going to have to have a Sasquatch episode. <laughs> okay. Full Sasquatch with my buddy Mike. He's actually been a Sasquatch I'm just gonna, hunting. I'm just going to let you guys talk uh, while I sit back <laughs> and silently judge everything you say. Judge. All right. We got a couple left here. <laughs> Easy oh, I saw it. I saw it. You saw it. All right. So we've got, uh, let's say you got to catch a Joe Dirt type, a Joe Dirt type character who is very common where we live. <laughs> we've got a bunch of RV parks. There's a lot of Dang. Joe Dirt type Dang. people. So you got to bait them in. Yep. You got to trap them. You got to relocate them. Yep. So the trapper Joe Dirt. I would use a. Um, a short, chubby blonde with Confederate flag bikini top mm -hmm. in mm, I like it. short blue jean shorts. Smoking menthols. With cowboy boots on, smoking menthols, with a tattoo that says daddy on her neck. Yes. Oh, you're getting me going. That'll get her every, that'll get him every time. Right. Dang. After she's had about a 12 pack of bush. Oh, yeah. At or, a marina. Or Natty Ice. Natty Ice. Uh -uh. Frio 6.0. Frio 6.0. That's, that's yes. the good stuff that's right it. there. They sell that stuff you, do they even sell that outside yeah. of Texas? I don't know. I don't know. But like I I had I got drunk on that wow. a while back and I'm pretty sure I quit drinking a couple days later. <laughs> yeah, those of you that have not tried it, it is a six percent alcohol extra light beer. And it drops you like, yeah. like it's like I've drank plenty of six percent alcohol beer and never gotten that hammered. Right. Something like in it, the magic. And then, like, I've read some of the reviews on, like, <laughs> online. And it's like, you know, so, it tastes like somebody took burnt cereal and shoved it down my throat. Ugh. Is that the one they sell for, like, six bucks a 12-pack at Walgreens? It's really six bucks cheap. for a 24-pack. Yeah, it's oh, wow. really cheap. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And it'll get, it gets the job done. Get that Frio. All you rednecks out there, Frio 6.0. What would you catch them in? 
Huh? What would you catch him in? Like a, a short bed single cab truck? The, okay. Yes. Yeah. You put that chubby blonde girl with Confederate yeah. flag bikini top, cowboy boots, smoking menthols with daddy tattoo in her neck. Mm-hmm. Put her in a single cab short bed Chevy, 1980s preferably, yes. square body. And she's with, driving. With KC lights on the top. Yes. And a light bar, LED light bar on the grill. Awesome. Glass packs, true dual exhaust, 350 V8, and you will catch yourself a Joe Dirt. Yep. Playing some Leonard Skinner. But, I agree. You yeah. got it. That, yeah. So not, not, Leaf, not Leaf Garrett? No. <laughs> that, he, he will be caught not and be dancing. happy to be caught. All right. That was a good one. All right, Bob. You ready for the finale? We got oh, one finale. last one. Let's go. Let's all right. All right. This, Bob, this is your specialty. All right. All right. All right, Bob. We've got Carmen Electra. Oh! <laughs> in her prime. Oh, is that her prime? She looks kind of rough right there. You know, yeah. Carmen Electra is one of the few ladies that I've seen. I looked at a few pictures this week doing some yeah. research. She has actually gotten better looking as she mm-hmm. aged. Really? Yes. But, I, you know, I like older ladies myself, but she's got a look to her. That it's just like old Gus said on Lonesome Dove. The older the <laughs> violin, the sweeter the music. There you go. Son. <laughs> yeah, she started, I did a little research on her. She started in the 90s as a backup singer. For Prince. For Prince. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. And then uh, her and Prince got together. Then she made Playboy, which is a mm-hmm. big change in her life. And she got into Playboy four times. And then she got on some TV shows, did a little acting, a little bad acting. And Upgraded from Prince to Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Yes, but she looked the best when she was with Dennis Rodman. Well, and side note, Prince uh, gave her her, her name. He, he was the ladies that hung out with him. He would give them interesting names and Game. stuff. Blouses. <laughs> <laughs> so Man, that guy had some helped game. her come up with Carmen Electra. <laughs> I, just, I will One never day. forget that Chappelle show where he talks about playing basketball with Prince. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was a good game, man. Wish I could say the same thing for you and your crew. <laughs> Flunkies. Yeah, I, I don't care. No? Like, no. I gotta, we got to watch that here in a minute. All right. So, All right, so how, how, how would you catch uh, her? Oh, Carmen Electra. Look, in, she's hot, How would man. you catch her? I'm not going to lie. I've always been intimidated by really beautiful women. Although Mike says that back in the day, I was always, I was ne- there was never a shortage of good-looking ladies around me. And it was a quantity situation too. Yeah, it was all. Yeah, I was all about quantity. I and mean, I was always impressed. Yeah. Some of them, some of them were really good-looking. Uh, you know, kind of good-looking. No, no dogs. No, never, never. No. no, I wouldn't take them in public. That was just something. <laughs> You know, that was just 2 a.m. Tell me about those. 205 a.m. at Bash Rip Rocks. Yeah. Every time to go home, that, yep, there right. we go. And I was gone by the morning. So. Disappear. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, so. So you got a hottie on the line. She shows a little interest. She's giving me the eye across from Bash's. You know, let me let me ask you this question. Drunk. How old am I in this situation? Mm, Is it present day or am I in college? Let's say present day. You're single. Oh, She's present single. day? Present day, dude. I just mm-hmm. I just go up. You just go for go it. Go hit it with the, with the intellect. You know, try to impress her with my medulla oblongata <laughs> and, uh, you know, really? my large, robust, girthy frontal lobe. <laughs> and uh, I try to just, I try to go like that route. You know, I try to play the intellectual route because, uh, I mean, you know, I'm a little bit older. I, I got it. But I still got like, I feel like I still got a decent body going on. You know, I'm not like dumpy oh, or sexy. anything. No, I appreciate it. You know? <laughs> and, you know, women... Uh, at this stage in the game, they're not really so interested in like looks. What they're interested in is stability. Right. If you got looks, that's a definite plus. But like the main thing is like stability. If you can just get past that initial like, 
oh my god you're hideous looking stage if you can get past that and like demonstrate your worth and demonstrate your stability in life then you've got a chance you know? i'd say if you just hold a conversation with a woman and keep her interest this is true this is true like, yeah that I mean, was always your problem the way he got me was he had zero game i was so tired of guys with game and then he came up and was like i like you and i just thought it was so refreshing and yeah, made him. And that's all she wrote. Made him memorize my phone number rather than writing it down or yeah, texting it yeah. to him. And the Remember fact that, that he number. remembered it and called me the next day, that was good. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, conversation is good. That's always been like my strong point is conversation. Would you throw out your celebrity status as a podcast star? Uh, you know, probably not. I would no, save that. I would save that for like the the third date or so. Right. And be like. Actually, I would just slip it in, you know, be like, hey, what are you doing tonight? That's what she would ask me. Be like, hey, I actually, you know, I can't do anything today because I've, I'm going on to, to record a episode, a podcast episode with my buddy, Mike. What? You have a podcast? Mm. Yes. Actually, this is my third one. And uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. We got 50 listeners. Maybe. Bob, if that <laughs> ever happens, could you bring her to the shop? Absolutely. Yeah. Carmen Electra. Absolutely. I want to meet yeah. her, too. Yeah, yeah. that'd be yeah. great. For sure. For sure. Okay. Apparently she can sing. Um, was she a um, one of the NBA dancers? That was Paula Abdul. That was Paula Abdul. My Gosh, bad, you my two bad. know so much. Such a mess Oops. up. But she was a backup singer, so she could sing. So yeah, could I guess. do some picking and grinning in the garage with Carmen Electra. Wouldn't that be fun? It would be. <laughs> well, all right, kids. We have covered all of our critters. Bob, I'm yes. impressed as always. Really? That was the, the whole thing. The, the, you know, the, the intricacies with, between the peanut butter, the chunky peanut butter, and the marshmallows, and, mm-hmm. and the gravy, and the trash bags. And the and cheesy the poofs. And cheesy poofs for the Cheetos. Just amazing knowledge you're spreading with the world. Right? Oh, I well, just want to thank you. Know, you. I'm, a, I'm a true uh, professor of, of intelligent thought, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't know. We might have to get a job again as critter catchers. Uh, if we get big enough, at least temporary. Yeah, maybe. We can film maybe. them. But, you know, if you guys got a... If you got a critter that you need to yeah. catch and you're having some issues, you know, let us know. Let us know. Uh, let us know in the comments. You can send us a voice message. We would actually, I would love for someone to send us a voice message through uh, the link that'll be posted with the podcast episodes. You can click that and send us a voice message. We will be happy to play it on the yeah. show because we just want to hear from you. We want to hear your voices. That'd be great. And you'll be the first person. Too. Yeah, you'll be yeah. the first one. That's exciting. Uh, so with that, I want to thank uh, Meredith for joining us. Yes, Thanks Meredith. It's been enjoyable. Been a pleasure, as always, me. and Dr. Bob. And I don't know what we're going to talk about next week, but I'm sure it's going to be fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what could, I mean, what are some possible topics? Like, did we ever talk about the truck shortage? Uh, we, we touched on it. So we might talk about truck shortage Maybe. or Sasquatch or something. Or Sasquatch or, you know. Just whatever. Anything. Spray painting, spray painting wheels. Well, that's a topic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're out. All Thanks right, for watching. Later. Welcome to the U. <laughs>